eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, faithful? You're listening to another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast, a part of the Odyssey Network. You guys, the three-man weave is back. Zane is done gallivanting across different countries of this world. Al is done watching his kids play a plethora of sports this summer. And we are all back and ready to discuss all things San Francisco 49ers. It is Wednesday, August 2nd. Pads came on on Monday. It was like real football. I got to see fake football when I went last Thursday, right? They didn't have pads on. Pads came on Monday. And a lot of people thought, hey, when pads come on, this is when we're going to see a certain defensive end who still hasn't reported yet sign that contract and report to camp. And that did not happen, Alan. I know you have some thoughts, Al. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about it uh, when you and I were on uh, last yep. week, but uh, but again, we've we've gotten past the point where a lot of people thought, "Hey, this is when it's going to be," and he still hasn't signed. And and uh, based on what Lynch said, and I know you're going to talk about it, it might not be anytime soon. What are you thinking? It, it sounded like it's going to be weeks and not days. And it was interesting because when he got done with the press conference, I saw a lot of headlines that was like Lynch says he's super confident Bosa deal will get done. I was like, well, yeah, it is going to get done eventually. But to me, that wasn't the headline. The headline was he basically said is, reading between the lines, it's going to be a little while. And I want to read to you some things he said, get into what I think about time frame, get into what I think the repercussions are of that. So first he said, and he just came out and made a statement. He said, we're, we're going to have to exhibit some patience and understand that ultimately this thing will work out. I'm very confident in that, in that, and we're just going to have to have the right mix of urgency and patience. The two words that stuck out to me there are urgency and patience. So why do I think that? Well, what does urgency mean? There's really not a ton of urgency right now. We're over a month away from the season. Urgency to me means week one. Urgency to me means it's September 1st and we're like, oh shit, is our best player going to be ready for week one? That's urgency for me. And when he says patience, 
same thing. It's probably going to be a little while. And then you see them go out and sign Taco Charlton on whatever day it was, Tuesday or whatever day where they signed him. Tuesday. To me, that's not like, oh, we needed to bring somebody in. To me, that's we need a camp body because Nick Bosa is not going to be here. Or if something works out well with Charlton, he makes the team great. But to me, that was it. Nick Bosa is not going to be here. He, Charlton is a, is a camp body. Now, everybody wants to say right now, well, Nick Bosa is in great shape. He's working out on his own. I don't doubt that. Nick Bosa is in phenomenal shape. He keeps he takes care of himself. But he's not doing football work. And John Lynch, you don't want to believe me. John Lynch, the GM of the team and a Hall of Fame player who played 13 years in the league, basically said the same thing. And in an answer he gave to Larry Kruger, who asked a good question, uh, he basically said, until you get there and do football training, it's just different. And that's a fact. And Lynch went on to say, I don't know who asked this question. It might have been Grant Crone. I'm not sure. Um, but he said, I think there's a point that everybody, as long as I played in year 13, people used to ask, do you need training camp? I needed three weeks. I needed to get ready. And so I don't know what the right time period. We've talked about that internally. But I think it's important to give yourself the best chance to not only play at the highest level, but to stay healthy and to get yourself prime and ready, callous to play. So even John Lynch is saying, even the people in the greatest shape, the best players, you need to get in and do some football work at some point. Now, Nick Bosa is in phenomenal shape. This isn't a Debo Samuel situation where we think he's going to come in in bad shape. But Nick Bosa's he's human. He can get a, a, a tissue injury. He can, he can pull a hamstring. He can be out for a month. He can have a little bit of a slow start, especially with a new defensive coordinator, if there's some different wrinkles that Steve Wilkes wants to put in or whatever. So can this have repercussions? Absolutely. Are the 49ers going to sign Nick Bosa? Absolutely. But we don't want him to miss any time. We're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. So I get that it's a delicate situation. These contracts always are. And this is a superstar player. So it's going to be. But to me, I'm also kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you knew you had to sign him. And I, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. But um, Eric wow. Branch. You know, Eric Branch. <laughs> he, he asked a really good question. And he said he asked about what we talked about last show about the, the TJ Watt contract and the Aaron Donald contract. And I think that's what it is. I think I think Boso's camp wants Donald money or more. And I think they're probably more in between Don, Aaron Donald and um, I'm sorry, Aaron Donald and TJ Watt. That's where I think the money is. And that's probably the holdup. But to me, it's like if you know you have to pay him this anyway, just pay him. Just pay him 100 mil guarantee. Just give him 33 million dollars. Just do it. Like, why are you risking? an injury with him or a slow start with him, or, or you want to, you need home. We want home field. We want to win the Super Bowl. Why are you risking anything? Just do it. And I don't know what the holdup is. Maybe Bosa's camp is being ridiculous. I don't know. But to me, you've had forever to do this. Just get it done. Yeah. You said, uh, Lynch said he needed at least three weeks. September 10th is week one versus the Steelers, which means three weeks prior to that is August 20th. Uh, that would be three weeks exactly to the day before uh, the first snap of the of the 2023 season. Here's the other thing that that doesn't jive, right? All offseason, the talk has been about the quarterbacks and Brock Purdy and and the window that the 49ers have and that they're they're trying to win now, right? And you talk about home field advantage, and I know that that is something that they covet. You can't you can't talk about Brock Purdy giving you your best chance while also starting to alienate your best player on the team 
arguably, right, between him and Trent Williams by trying to lowball him. And and I have praised the 49ers a lot for the way that they structure a lot of their contracts. But there are some players that just you can't you can't do what you normally do with that player mm-hmm. because he's quite literally the best at his position. And it just seems like they're playing around with literally the most important player on their team trying to quote unquote win this contract battle so that they come out looking like, like the victors, if you will. Nick Bosa is going to win this contract negotiation. Why? Because he knows that he can, because he knows what he's worth and he knows he's the best player on your team. Stop pussyfooting around and just sign him to a deal that makes him the highest paid defensive player, either by average annual value, by guaranteed money, or by both, if that's what it takes, right? What was it with Trent Williams? It was quite literally an extra $100,000 in average annual value that made him higher paid than David Bakhtiari, right? He got that mantle of highest paid, and it was literally by $100,000 every season. And even Bakhtiari like tweeted out to Williams, like, I see what you did here. Like kudos to you or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do, make it happen. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop trying to win this negotiation and just understand that you got to pay this player and, and, and you're not going to win. And I'm okay with that as a fan because he's the best at what he does. I feel like there are moments where the 49ers and, and Prague, I don't want to put it on Prague because he's not the sole negotiator, but this is this is what he does. He's the cap he's the capologist, right? There are moments where I feel like they outthink and outsmart themselves. And they're bordering on that right now. Because I understand why they may they may be waiting. There there could be other dominoes to fall for contracts before Nick Bosa wants to sign his, right? So there may be a waiting game between the two parties to see. Hey, like, am I actually going to be the highest paid player for a significant amount of time? Or is somebody come in tomorrow and sign a, a larger contract than myself? So is Micah Parsons going to jump me or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is Micah Parsons going to be the, the, the next guy? Right. So I feel like it's, it, it's a somewhat of a waiting game. We don't know what the variables are and what, why they're waiting, but I want to use the DeForest Buckner example as why they should get this done. Like now. And the reason why is because, like, look, DeForest Buckner never got a second contract from the 49ers, which is absurd to think. He played here four years, left, and that, and that was it, right? Like, they, they traded him away, and, and that was it. They did not give him a second contract. Instead of either waiting it out and being able to franchise him or giving him a second contract uh, that would have allowed him to stay, they, they chose to bet on Eric Armstead, who – for a year was a really good was a really good choice in 2019 when he had when he had a great year but when buckner left after that year that the production just hasn't been the same and armstead's a good player don't get me wrong but would i rather have deforest buckner or eric armstead there's there's really no decision for me right it's it's mm-hmm. all day they outsmarted themselves when they tried to and we've t- we've discussed this for several seasons now but they out- outsmarted themselves and they tried to replace buckner with javon kinlaw which has not worked out at all, even though Kinlaw is having a good camp. I fear that they may be falling into the same trap again, where they saw that miss 
And they were like, well, it didn't really affect our defense that much. We were still able to come out. We still have a top defense despite losing Forrest Buckner. I'm afraid that they're falling into that same trap again that, oh, can we absorb the loss of a Nick Bosa? Because No, I don't think so. I don't think that. No. So that's my hot oh, God. That, that's, so that's that's my fear. That's not a rational fear, but that's my fear is that are you are you falling into this trap? Because if, if if that even is a seed that's planted in their mind, they're not negotiating good faith right now, and they should absolutely hit the brakes and sign him. Because if they're thinking well, they'll think, find anything better out there, that's absurd. No, I, I think it's more – it's it's got to be – either Bosa's camp is asking for something ridiculous or it's a nickel and dime situation. Because, again, I feel like – not that I, I know for an average person millions of dollars is a nickel and diming, but for this situation it is. So my fear is that – you're at whatever TJ Watt is 80 million guaranteed or Donald has 95 and they're like, we'll give you 87. And he's like, no, I want a hundred or 97. Did you not think that's what you had to do? I, I mean, I feel like four years, 135 million extension, hundred million guaranteed. It's done. I, that's what I always thought. Did anybody think anything different? So my fear is just what I said that they just, they dick around for, for like, you, for, for whatever, for ego to win, whatever. And then you get to the point where it is September where he is maybe a little bit rusty. God forbid he does pull a hamstring because we've seen it a million. Don't don't act. And people act like, oh, he's in such great shape. It's not going to happen. He's been in great shape forever. He used to get hurt in college. You know, he got hurt in the second season. It happens. How many times have we seen people with a holdout pull a hamstring? How many times? I mean, I mean countless times. It, it happens. When you when you play with fire like this, and, you, and like John Lynch said, he's not coming in and getting the calluses and whatever else. I don't care how how good of shape he is. He's not doing football stuff with the team right now. So you run the risk. It might not happen. It might not. He might be fine. But you run the risk of your most important player being a little bit behind or getting hurt. Why would you dick around with that for $10 million over the course of five years or whatever it is? Why? Why? Just pay the guy. You knew you had to pay the guy. You knew it was going to be $100 million. Just do it. He's the one person. We've seen them. I said this last show. We've seen them get by without Debo. We've seen them get by without Kittle. They can probably get by without a lot of these guys on offense. We've seen it, even defensively. But Bosa's the one dude you probably can't. You don't have good DNs anymore to come in and fill in. You don't have an Ibukam to come in and say it in many who you can say, all right, we can get away with maybe those two guys on the edges for a few few games. You, you don't. Who, who are you going to start? Robert Beal and uh, Austin Bryant? Is that, is that what we're going to do? Cleveland Farrell? Like that we're talking about, you're going to put all that pressure on Jake Jackson, Drake Jackson when you just want him to, to step up and be that second guy. Get it done, man. Stop messing around. So I know people are like, oh, God, don't you can't knock anybody on the Niners. Nobody is imper- is infallible. No, Nobody. And I don't think that I to me, it's ridiculous that it's not done. But I was going to say, you know, we brought up uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons can't sign an extension right now. <clears throat> He's going into his he third year. Other- and so. Yeah, because he's got to wait a year. Yeah, he's got to wait a year. They can't. They so they if if I hope to God they're not waiting for what Michael Parsons gets because that means that that they're negotiating next year and not this year. But um, I was I was trying to look up. I know that I know that his brother signed a massive extension with the Chargers. I was trying to look Mm -hmm. up when that was, and that was uh, that was in 2020. Uh, He signed a five-year, 135 million dollar extension. But prior to that. Bosa, who was the number three pick for the Chargers in 2016, held out until August 29th. I remember that he signed his rookie deal. And so 
the Bosa's the, the Bosa's aren't uh, aren't strangers to to a holdout to get what they want. And and what he got was a record deal. Um, when <clears throat> a record deal when he got it. Um, and not only that, but when he signed this deal, he said my holdout, my rookie year, really is what helped get this done as quickly as possible because they knew, hey, if we don't, I'm going to hold out. And so that's my concern is that, again, this holdout goes until late August because they're quibbling over, like you said, Al, tens of millions of dollars over the course of a four or five year deal, which in the end, you just got to say to yourself, what are we actually doing here? Mm-hmm. And you can't even say like, we don't want to, we don't want to set a precedent. You have an unprecedented player, right? When you have unprecedented players, you set precedent. You don't set precedents because those don't come along very often. So it just, it just needs to get done. Um, I'm hoping that it gets done in the next seven to 14 days. Right. Like we said, August 20th is mm-hmm. three weeks before week one uh, at a certain point someone someone in that front office and and it might have to be jed is just gonna have to say look pay him whatever he wants let's just get this done because the longer it goes the worse it's gonna look for the team as well yeah this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Okay. I can I don't know where you are on this whole training camp coverage thing, but if I see one more completion percentage report, I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely lose my fucking mind because it it does not matter. It's practice. It doesn't matter if you're like five, seven, or four, six. It tells us nothing. They're practicing things. It's not a completion percentage competition where you're like, hey, let's go out and see what quarterback completes the most passes. That is not it. You know, all I can say is with with the quarterback, whatever, with the Niners, 20 years of this shit going back and forth and who's the quarterback and all whatever else, ready to lose our minds. I think everybody has to get past their – whatever your opinion is of Brock Purdy, whatever your opinion is of Trey Lance, whatever your opinion is of Sam Darnold, and even Brandon Allen, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You can voice your opinion, have hopefully have a respectful discussion about your 
opinion. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't give a shit about your opinion. And Kyle Shanahan is the one figuring all this stuff out. So my advice to people is don't look at your completion percentages. And if somebody one hop to throw in like their fourth attempt of their whatever, seven on sevens, look at what the 49ers are telling you. Take off your red and gold glasses, pretend it's the Chargers or the Texans or any other team. And what, what do their actions tell you? Their actions tell me this. Brock Purdy's QB1. It's not even really debatable. He would have to just be awful or get hurt again for that not to happen. Their actions tell me this. Trey Lance is battling out for number two with Sam Darnold. And I don't care how good Trey, somebody thinks Trey looks or bad Trey looks in a day. Sam Darnold was brought in to compete for number two and Kyle Shanahan really likes him. Brandon Allen is not a super good quarterback, but he was Joe Burrow's main backup. He is there to be number three in the event the loser of number two goes elsewhere. And there is a real chance, a real chance, if Trey Lance loses out on that. Now, Trey Lance has looked good. He's looked better, and he's developing, and I do not agree with getting rid of him at all, at all. I think it's stupid. But there is a real chance that he goes elsewhere. With, I don't think he's going to get I don't think he can get caught. I know there were some things going around about that. That's okay. by the way, that's the most absurd thing I've heard. In a yeah, long time. I don't think I don't think that can happen, but they're gonna cut him for what reason? For yeah, what that's reason? Stupid. Why why would you unless you just want to say we're we're doing you solid, but that's stupid. Why why it's stupid? They there were rumors that people offered them a fifth round pick that they didn't want recently. So they would at least be able to, you know, you you trade him if you're gonna get rid of him. You would yeah. trade him for something, you would recoup something. But if you're thinking that there's not a real chance that the 49ers are going to trade Trey Lance, you are living in delusion land they brought in sam darnold who has mostly been a bust in his career and kyle shannon has loved him for a long time you know that for a fact and they said trey we traded multiple first round picks for you two years ago and now you're going to compete sam darnold for the backup position he is not in good standing with the team i don't agree with it but when that happens his future in san francisco does not look bright so whatever the completion percentage stuff is it, it does not matter i feel like you got to look at the 49ers actions whether you agree with it or not and i i don't it's Purdy's the QB one and the rest of it. We'll see what Kyle thinks. That's, that's just the bottom line to me. Well, and if, if you read about or listened to Kyle's interview with Tim Kawakami on the athletic, um, I don't know if Tim tweeted it out or not. Cause Tim blocked me uh, because I dared, uh, I dared question one of his takes, but regardless of that, uh, Kyle Shanahan said a lot in there. And one of the things that he said that I thought was interesting was essentially he believes that in Brock Purdy, they have a dude, which he doesn't say a lot about the guys that he says it about are guys like Nick Bosa, guys like Fred Warner, guys like Trent Williams, right? They believe in Brock Purdy. And also in that interview, they sent uh, Shanahan essentially said that he knew that he was a dude after that performance in Seattle, right? Where he went, where he went up to Seattle on short rest with a broken rib with the division in reach, right? A division clinching uh, victory in reach. And he went out there and, and led them to a victory in a very, you know, the game itself was a very Thursday night level game. And I remember tweeting out about that. This is a very, very much a, a Thursday night game, right? It's sloppy. It is what it is, but I will never forget that that play that iced it, which was a scramble out to his right when he stuck that ball out right over the first down marker. Cause he knew if I get a first down here, this game is over. 
like that kind of mm-hmm. that that kind of mental awareness, that football awareness, that football IQ. They they have said without saying Brock Purdy is QB one. They have said with their actions, Brock Purdy is QB one. Like you said, out completion percentage doesn't matter. What you need is context. You need context. You know how did how did the the how did the quarterbacks look? Those completions were they were they to the right receiver? Was that in progression? Was it thrown into double coverage and the receiver made a tremendous catch? Like none of that you are going to get from reading Brock Purdy was five of seven and Trey Lance was blah blah right. Also, we don't have video. We don't have video coming out of camp to say that we that that if you are a ball knower, if you will, if you know ball and you look at film and you can watch it and 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 analyze how the quarterbacks are playing, all you're gonna get is is these is these stats and and beat reporters know that. And you've got to understand the environment that we live in now, the media environment that we live in now is based on clicks, right? The more you click the more those media companies get paid. And so they're going to put out the content that is going to get clicks. And that is quarterback content. So fans, slow down, take a breath, right? If you are a believer in Trey, understand that he is not going right now. He is not going to get a shot to be QB1. They're going to give Brock Purdy runway to lose the job if that is Mm -hmm. what happens. And I think that runway is the first four weeks of the season. And if after four weeks, Brock Purdy doesn't look great, then you may see them make a change. I don't know. And four weeks might not be enough, right? Unless they're 0-4 or 1-3, then there might be a situation. But Brock Purdy is going to have runway to, to show that last season wasn't a fluke or to prove that last season was a fluke and they're going to need to pivot, but they're not going to let Trey Lance start week one. You got to let that go. Don't get so up in your feelings about it. Even though you are passionate about Trey Lance, not going to happen. Sam Darnold is not going to win the QB one job in camp. That's not going to happen either. I think I, I just, I, I believe I, for a while I was on the same page as you Al, where I thought, Hey, the loser of Darnold and, Lance, um, the the loser of that is is probably going to get dealt. I don't actually believe that anymore. I do genuinely believe that they are going to keep those three. One of the reasons why I believe that, and I'll say it now because um, it's not happening, but um, I, and, and again, this is not football related, but the Allens, right? Brandon Allen and his family uh, were in contract at the beginning of summer to rent a home from someone that I knew for six months, which told me, oh man, he's been told you're going to be here a while, right? Rent a home in, in, in the, in the Bay area. And they have since not gone through with that. And so again, that kind of tells me, Hey, he's not sure if he's staying around or not. And as much as the 49ers have said, or Kyle said before, like maybe we could keep four. They're not, they're not keeping four quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. You're not doing that. So I believe in my heart of hearts that week one, Brock Purdy is going to be QB one. Probably Trey Lance is going to be QB two and Sam Darnold is going to be QB three. 
if Purdy goes down or if Purdy shits the bed, then they're going to have whoever they feel like up to that point has proven more to take over, whether that be Darnold or Lance. But I don't even think QB2 is going to be determined even by the end of preseason because it doesn't need to be because they're going to co- they're going to carry all three. They're just going to. So let's take a breath. Understand this is Brock's team until it's not. And and then, and then if that happens, then we can start having more conversations. But you are going to drive yourself bananas if you keep trying to figure out who is going to win this competition because it, it really isn't a competition at all. It's not. And look, some of the the responses and coverage of the training camp, it's been it's been quite shameful to say the least. And it's it's not 49ers Twitter or 49ers X or whatever we want to call it now. Best hour. I will never call it X. I will never call it that. <laughs> whatever the hell we want to call it. It's not it's not this group's best hour. Stop attacking national media people or larger network people. Stop attacking content creators. Stop attacking each other. I put out a PSA tweet the other day just saying, shut the hell up and enjoy the ride because this team is a Super Bowl contender. You ask any major media outlet or anybody in the know, any former player who's an analyst, any analyst, any broadcast person, who is winning the NFC West this year? Consensus, it is the 49ers. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that they are one of the top two to three teams in the NFC and one of the top teams in the entire NFL. Okay, this team was dead to rights before Kyle Shanahan got here. Y'all don't remember that? You don't remember having two wins? You don't remember Jim Tom Sula? We, you don't remember pre-Jim Harbaugh? This is a really, really great era for 49ers football, despite the, the ups and downs of the injury-riddled seasons that Kyle Shanahan has had. Three championships. He's been to multiple championship games and the Super Bowl. Like, he's the only coach to do this. Obviously, Harbaugh did it, but he's the only coach besides Jim Harbaugh to do this in the last 25 years. Let's enjoy it. Stop fighting with each other. Stop bitching. Stop complaining. Enjoy what you see out there because the window is small. George Kittle acknowledged it as well publicly that this window is maybe a couple of years, and that's Mm -hmm. it. And you know what that means? That means that one of Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Warner, Greenlaw, maybe not Bosa, Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk, any one of those guys or multiple guys from that group will be gone after a couple of years. Y'all need to realize that right now. That's it. So all of this back and forth about who's going to be QB2 and all this stuff, like Brock Purdy is firmly planted as QB1. We know this. Why wouldn't he be? He was undefeated as a starter. They have never looked better under Kyle Shanahan than they did in those five games when Brock Purdy was quarterback. He won two playoff games. Like, what what are we talking about? Why is there any open competition? There isn't. He's QB1. And for anybody that's talking about Trey being this or that and the other, look, you don't know what he is. I hate to say it. You don't know. You want to act like you can read uh, stats from, from training camp and look at film and this, that, and the other. It's four games worth of film. You don't know what a quarterback is after that. So stop acting like you know one way or the other. You don't know. And that's the reality. And Kyle Shanahan right now, what he's doing by giving them all reps, 
he's insulating himself against the thing that's torpedoed multiple seasons, and that's quarterback injuries slash quarterback ineffectiveness. And to me, that's not a bad thing at all, and people should not be complaining about that. They should be lauding Kyle Shanahan for being smart enough to recognize that in training camp when he can control them getting first-team reps rather than week eight or nine when you're down to your second or third quarterback and he hasn't taken any reps with the ones. So it's, it's not a bad thing. People need to shut up, enjoy the ride, and just – have fun, have fun. Enjoy this era of 49ers football. I will say this before we move on. Like if you're trying to do, and nobody respects content creators more than me, I, I support everybody and everything else and it just media or whatever. But like, if you're trying to do this and you're attacking people who have covered the NFL for 30 years, respectable people, because because they said something bad about a player you like, it's one thing to disagree or say, but when you're attacking those people, dude you gotta, you gotta take a look in the mirror like you're not doing it right so if go outside know, and touch some grass know. guys yeah like when you're people people and honestly some of these guys we know and we respect the hell out of that have been doing this for a really long time have come on our show and they're not they don't have any agendas they're reporting either opinions or what they hear you can say i disagree or here's why but if you're attacking those people yeah dude like you're not going to be doing this very long. So I would, if you want to, if anybody cares about advice for that, that's listening to this and maybe doing content and attacking people, I stop. It's not worth it. Um, and here's, right. well, the, here is the good, real quick, here is the good news. And and, and Zane said it, or, or kind of touching on what Zane said, but the one thing that we can say about Trey Lance is he has looked better this camp than he has in any previous camp. Not only that, but his motion looks better. And he is stacking good days, which is exactly what you want to see from him. So mm. kudos to Lance for all the work that he's put in. And it's great to see. And, and it's great to know that you've got three guys right now that you could trot out there and win football games with this team, which is more than we can have said last year or any other year previously, right? You had two, but now you got three. And that's going to protect you from the one thing that bounced you out of the playoffs this past season. And that's great. And not only that, but the window is closing, but you know, whose window just opened and it's time to win one for him is front office member, Frank Gore, Frank Gore's back, yes. baby. Love Frank's it. back Love with it. the organization. He's working in the front office. Let's go win Frank a ring. That's, that's the rallying cry this year. Get Frank a ring. Screw everyone else. Screw all those players. None of those players. I don't care. I want Frank <laughs> Gore to get a ring. You heard it here first. Let's get Frank you know, a ring. They've tried to bring back multiple 49ers. Like Joe Staley has been offered a position multiple times in Kyle Shanahan's staff. And Deshaun Golson actually also accepted a position as well. Yes, he, is. Uh, as a, he is. With the mm -hmm. defense. So he's also, coming, he's also coming back as well. So I feel like they've done a much better job in recent years of, of honoring the past and, and having the alumni come back. And there was a stretch in between where they just, they just weren't very good at that. And they were known to be not good at that. So I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Let's get Frank a ring. Well, and somebody somebody tweeted out that uh, Harbaugh used to call Frank Gore Yoda in terms of his football wisdom. So obviously, mm. you know, and 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 Harbaugh is a football junkie. So to to mm. to say something like that about another, you know, a, a player, one of his players at the time, tells you that Frank knows football, and so that's going to be helpful for this organization as well. Uh, as obviously, as long as they listen to him, and and I would assume that they will. Otherwise, they wouldn't have offered him a spot. So. Uh, no, but I love that. I love that Frank is back. That's fantastic. So, do you know, this is how much Frank Gore loves the 49ers. When I, I had to, when I was with KMBR, I did the story on him when he was in Buffalo. I had to, I had to go and interview him and stuff like that. And when I introduced myself in the locker room, he said, I'm Al Sacco. I work for KMBR. I cover the 49ers. And I expected him to be like, go away, asshole. But he, he went, 
oh, what's up? Did the Niners win? First thing he asked me, which was one of the cool, I was like, that's awesome. One, he he was nice awesome. to say like, hey, what's up, man? And the first thing you want to know, the Niners win. And that was the game actually that they won seven to three or 10 to three, whatever it was against Washington in, in, the, in the in the rain and the mud. And everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so cool yeah. to hear him. Like that was like the first thing out of his mouth. That's how much he loves the organization. And he told me at the time, he, he at that time, he still thought of his family. So it's it's good. It's good to have him back for sure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, I got to ask you, who has stuck out to you? Not, not, not Brandon Ayuk, who we know is awesome, and he's having a great camp. We know Brandon Ayuk was going to be awesome. We know Debo was coming in in shape. Maybe some non-star guys that have stuck out to you so far in camp or that you've heard of are having a good camp that you're excited about. Uh, Marcelino McCurry Ball, the undrafted linebacker uh, who was a rookie last year. It's his second-year player. Uh, it's, he's getting reps with the first team. Uh, and he's and he's just stood out pretty significantly within that linebacker group. And and we talked a little bit about kind of what that group looks like. And and, you know, there are two positions that are available because uh, I imagine that three of them are going to Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw and Oren Burks. So Winters, D Winters, the sixth round draft pick, Jalen Graham, the seventh round draft pick, Marcelino McCurry Ball, the undrafted free agent from last uh, offseason and then Demetrius Flanagan Fowles are really all uh, competing for those two spots. And it sounds like McCrary Ball is starting to distance himself a little, which I think is awesome uh, because he, I think he he was one of the last cuts last offseason. Um, and he just has put in a lot of work on the practice squad. And it seems like it has paid off. And he has had a heck of a camp so far. So my what's pick for that would be McCrary Ball. What's his completion percentage? 100%. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Because it doesn't yeah, so matter. I, got, I mean, unless you know what he yeah. what he threw. So, <laughs> so I, I have I have one unserious one and one serious one. So I'll give you my unserious one first, and that's been um, Jake Moody. Jake Moody has been fantastic. That's not unserious. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's a kicker, right? So people can be like, "Oh, you picked a kicker," but I mean, look, he's been fantastic. I I, I really criticized that pick and. You know, he's really so far proven a lot of people wrong. I know it's, we're not in game situations or anything like that, but he has kicked very well in camp. He's been reliable. He's got a strong leg. He showed that off. And it's not like he's clanging kicks off the crossbars or missing kicks wide left or right or short. I mean, he's been he's been really, really good. So you have to give him credit for that. And it looks promising. So that's been one guy that stood out to me. And, and consistently, every practice you would hear of him, making multiple long kicks and going five for five and, and things like that. So 
that's one that's one guy I'm pleasantly surprised about. Uh, another guy I'm also pre- pre- uh, pleasantly surprised about is Javon Kinlaw. And Kinlaw's had a strong camp. This you could argue that this has been his best camp since he's been with the 49ers because he's he's mm-hmm. in shape. He has uh, a lot a lot more motivation obviously now than ever to to make this team. And it shows he's regularly winning battles. He's much more explosive. He looks much healthier than he's been. So that if they can get anything from him, it would be huge. It would be massive if they could get any sort of contribution from Javon Kinlaw with depth depth on that D line. Imagine, yeah. uh, I say, imagine a, a, a first down defensive line of Bosa, Kinlaw, Hargrave, and Armstead. Like, are you running the ball on that? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Think yeah, I was gonna, gonna say that. That's their bread and butter. He was gonna be one of my guys because that defensive line. That's kind of what they're built on, right? So if you get Kinlaw to take that step up. You're in good shape, man. And Jake Jack Drake, I can't say his name this whole show. Drake Jackson is having a really good camp, which they need because they needed that other edge guy. And if Bosa is slowed or st- whatever, they need somebody else to step up there. And for him to looks like maybe he's going to take a step forward. That's huge. So that's big for the defensive line. Another guy that I'm, I'm a little bit excited about is TDP. Karrion uh, yeah. Davis-Price is was getting a lot of rave reviews and people are saying he's, he's having a really good camp. Looked like last year he may have gone the way of a Trey Sermon or it wasn't going to go well, but now it looks like he's having a better camp. And yeah, McCaffrey is like the lead dog, but you do need somebody behind him at some point. And we love Eli Mitchell, but he doesn't stay healthy. Jordan Mason has a lot of promise, but if TDP can get in there too, that that's that's huge. So I'm I'm glad to see that he did really well. You can never have enough good running backs. Um, and you know, again, just with quarterbacks, we've seen injuries happen to running backs. So the Niners have needed them in years past. That's how we found out about Jeff Wilson's and people like that. So to have him step up, I thought that was pretty huge. So I'm, I'm excited about him. The only other one that I've I've read some, you know, some reports because there's not a there hasn't been a whole lot just because padded practices are when offensive and defensive line really you start to evaluate because you can't really do it when they're not in pads, um, and it seems like. Thus far, Colton McKivitz has been able to hold his own out at right tackle uh, in pass pro and in one-on-ones. So that is good to hear uh, as well, uh, because obviously his uh, his performance this year is going to uh, be a, a large factor in, in how this offense performs, but how this is offensive line performs as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, it's, you know, it's, I hope both is back soon. He will be. And this QB stuff will settle itself out. It's it's still going to be like you said, Zane. They're going to win their division. If they don't, it's a colossal failure. I mean, Seattle could be better, but I don't think they're like 12 wins good. And I think the Niners are. And just in the division alone, they match up really well with Seattle. So even if they split, the Rams are terrible. The Cardinals are terrible. And right there, you're talking 5-1 in the division. You're in great shape. The, and I feel Ra- like... How the Rams have 40 rookies in camp. I heard that. Have you 40. looked at their starting defense? I don't even know who these dudes are. Like, I don't even know who these people are. And Cup just pulled his hamstring. Like it just feels like it's going to be Stafford is, you know, if you feel like his, his body's going to take him. Yeah, it's probably they. If Stafford stays healthy, maybe they'll be a little better than people think they do. And by that, I are by that I mean like six wins, seven wins. Like they're they're not going to do much more than that at best. So the Niners are going to be fine. The Niners are going to be really good. I think their only real competition is Dallas and Philly, right? I'm not missing anybody else, right? No, I, don't think I, so. I mean, it, it, I think the Lions could surprise people, but I, I don't think they're in the same 
category as the Niners, Eagles, and, and Cowboys, but I think the Lions will be good this year. I'm excited. Yeah, it could be better. I mean, yeah. I guess Minnesota could still win some games. I mean, they won 13 last year. They they could not that they scare me, but they could be a 10 win team or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it's still I I think the Niners division to lose, and you're still going to be in the playoffs. But again, that's not good enough for us anymore. It's time to win that. It's time to win the Super Bowl. I think that's all anybody's thinking what, about this was year. Wasn't Minnesota like eleven and one or eleven and zero or something like that in one score games? Something ridiculous like yeah, that. They yeah, they're the they're bound for regression there too. Yeah, they're going to regress. Yeah, they're absolutely going to regress. But they could still. There's talent there. I mean, they can still win ten games or whatever it is. But yeah, as, as far as a serious Super Bowl contender, I don't consider Minnesota at all. Future but on the other side, of the sorry, uh, future for yours could be one Kirk Cousins. You know what? We're we're we might be a year away from that thing. The way things are going, I'm so, telling you, if they don't win, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, Kirk Cousins is QB one next year. No, well, I think it would depend. I mean, it depends on how Purdy plays because I mean, a lot can happen. But if if all right, I don't want to get into it because like we're <laughs> but now you brought it up. This, the one little caveat that people are not talking about is yeah, what if Purdy's not the guy, and what if they did get rid of do get rid of Lance? Where are you? Where are you after that? And you just paid Nick Bosa 30 plus million and you have uh, all these high salaries next year. Where do you go? So Brock Purdy better fucking be the guy or I don't know where you're going to My head is going to explode. Your head is going to explode. I was telling somebody this. might have been you guys. I don't know. Um, it's just been 20 years of this bullshit from Tim Rattay to Ken Dorsey to Sucky Alex Smith to Trent Dilfer, Chris Winkie. To kind of not as bad Alex Smith, to Troy Smith, to better Alex Smith, to Colin Kaepernick, who was good, and then Colin Kaepernick, who sucked, and then Blaine Gabber, and then Jimmy Good. Like it's it's been 20 years. And we're still kind of not sure. How can you not be sure in 20 years? What if they had yeah. two years out of 20 years where we were like, oh yeah, they got a quarterback? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we went over this too. Like every chance they've gotten, I don't want to rehash of previous shows, but we talked about this. We did a whole segment on this. Every chance they've gotten to get a marquee quarterback, they pass like Kyle himself has passed on Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady again. Yeah. So it's just I, I I don't understand like why they can't just just do it when they have the chance. And they're paying for that now. So the fan of me wants to keep Kirk Cousins the hell out of the Bay Area. Keep him, keep him out of here. Get him away from here. The content creator in me, I'm, I'm here for that chaos, baby. Yeah, it's always <laughs> drama. What if I told you guys the day after they drafted Trey Lance that two years down the road he's going to comp be competing with the last pick in the draft in Sam Darnold? I mean, you can't make it up, right? We're not competing with last pick in the draft. The last pick in the draft is starting over him. And then he's competing with Sam Donald for you. I mean, you would be like, oh my God, this is Kyle Shanahan doesn't work here anymore, is what people yeah, would exactly. say. But yeah. it's, been, it's been crazy. It's still, I don't want to say he's quarterback proof, but he might be kind of quarterback proof. Like, I don't, you're not going to win championship being quarterback proof, but they have enough talent on this team where they can keep winning games with, you know, just an average dude, which is, I'm telling you, man, it's Moneyball. It's Moneyball it is, in the oh, NFL. Man, I hate that. That's not working. So yeah, you're talking to an, an East Coast dude. Like I just don't, I can't, I can't with it. So, so one thing that we didn't, we actually didn't bring up, and we can touch on this next show. So I, maybe we can tease this for the next next time. But one thing that nobody's brought up, to my knowledge, that I I thought of actually just today while we were doing this podcast was that 
maybe there's a world where Brock Purdy and Trey Lance can exist on the same team in the same game, taking snaps at not at the same time, but like in the same game. If there's a Trey Lance I, package like they used to use when Jimmy was here, will they do that this I, I season saw, with Brock Purdy? I saw somebody bring that up and the players asked to stop it from what I from what I was told. They asked but to just but didn't they ask to stop it out of respect for Jimmy Garoppolo and what his and his respect was, yeah. level in the locker room? I don't know I don't that. Know. I, don't I don't know, know that know. Purdy has that level of cachet right now. I think that mm. was. I think that was players like Kittle saying, "Like, listen, you can't do this to Jimmy. You know, you undercut yeah. his leadership." I, I don't know that any quarterback in that room right now has has developed enough leadership to be like, "Yeah, you're undercutting it." That's the one thing where it's like, I think it could. And I think he could get away with it more now with Brock and Trey rather than Jimmy and Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I think you could and, and maybe they do, but um, I don't know. It seems like Kyle, Kyle hasn't really, and not that he would talk about it cause he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that could be interesting for sure. All right, guys, we'll be back next week and hopefully Nick Bosa will be on the field. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But until then, for Brian and Zayn, I'm Al. Thanks. Peace. Later. Nine, zero, three. One, two, three. Nine. Twenty-four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 